Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I don't realize that that the Muzak, uh, the Muzak Efron, that leads you from <laughs> pressing play into my voice. It is a little bit like MIDI file Luan. Yeah. It's, it's like, like if um, Luan was a MIDI. Yeah. Did you ever have like a Nintendo Wii? It's like the Wii Shop. Yes. I like the Wii music a little bit though. Now that you say that, I'm like, let's keep that. Um, <laughs> hey, it's Michelle Collins live from Miami, Florida. It is a brand new midnight stack. I'm looking out at the pool. Uh, I'm very, it's very Florida project. My life is the Florida project. I'm basically in a motel <laughs> with like nine kids. Um, and I'm here with Dan Acton, the, the true star of Midnight Stack, Dan Acton. Hi, Dan. Hi, the 10th kid. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Dan. Let me just like scream. I'm going to treat you like one of my kids. Dan, enough. Uh, ooh. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> wait. <laughs> hey, that's something, something happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can I tell you though that I went to the pool? This is a terrible thing, and maybe I shouldn't say this publicly. Um, I'll say it, and then we can maybe leave it in or not. But I was at the pool um this weekend, and I felt really like fun. I was so excited, and then it's I think because of Passover, it's just like five hundred Orthodox Jews at the pool. Which you know, as a Jew, I can say like it. I I was like furious. I was just so angry. All the women in full skirts and long sleeve shirts in the pool. I'm like, I don't want you doing your laundry in the freaking pool. Like, I want it. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. And you know what's funny? 
uh, Judy Gold, the comedian, got in trouble by the Orthodox community. I'm going to bring yeah. this up. Okay. Uh, and actually, someone that I, I've met before, because she made a joke about pulling off an Orthodox woman's wig, or like she saw something happen to someone, mm. and she went, well, I want to know what's under there, something like that. Yeah. Judy's very funny. I can understand why an Orthodox person would be offended by that. I get it. Yeah. But I'm sorry, I'm not actually trying to be funny right now. Can you not get in the pool with all of your clothes on? It's weird. I'm sorry. Absolutely no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, thoughts? No, no and then zero. also, they're just it's just too much. There's so many kids running all around. There's no discipline. I'm like, listen, happy Passover. I would also like to relax, you know? Anyway, yeah. I'm just going to say it. I say it as a note to my own people. Get your shit together, because... I know what you, I know who you are, but like, if people don't, they're going to judge. I'm being honest. I'm sorry. That's real. Okay. Right. I really, I hope I get canceled by the Orthodox community. That would be amazing. I would just, I'm like, what? Like they locked the doors to the kosher supermarket. I'm like, I need chicken. Please let me back in. Anyway. Welcome back to the show. Hi. Okay. We will leave it in. I mean, really, what am I losing? It's just, it's just too much. It annoyed me. It annoyed me because okay. I'm here. All I'm right. like, I want to lay out. I want to get a tan. And then it was like, too, even through my AirPods, I heard the screaming. I, I have to go. <laughs> anyway, um, Danny, have you been, babe? What's going on? Uh, great. It's been such a relaxing weekend. Everything's great. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, really? I think so. The, yeah, relaxing. Can you more. tell? <laughs> <laughs> actually, you look great. Your skin looks great. Really? I actually yeah, think I look, look so bad. Very... I'm um, like gonna go put some eye makeup on, like <laughs> liner. I don't know. I feel like um, I drove a Tesla yesterday. Should I talk oh, about it? Yeah. What's that like? Out of celebration. Out of celebration for Elon buying Twitter. Mm-hmm. I thought today's the day. <laughs> Forty-four billion, baby. That's what I get screaming out the window. Forty-four billion, baby. Hing hing. I changed so the you, car yeah. horn. So me, I changed the car horn to say it. So anytime I honk, the people went, 44 billion, baby, let's go. Green light. <laughs> no, I, my friend Lindsay, who's, who, her family's here, but she lives in New York. Anyway, she's visiting. So we had, I did the thing that I hate the most, which is drinking during the day. I hate, uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Really? Okay. I hate drinking during the day. I do. Right. I do. Right. Before I had any alcohol, um, she came to pick me up and we were going to like this pool that she's a member of. It was a whole situation, but she drove her dad's Tesla SUV. And I didn't know that she rolled like that. Like I knew that they were okay, but I was like, damn, like, okay, Lindsay, I didn't realize like we're in this is a Tesla family. That's like a new thing. <laughs> so I was like, wow, I can't believe you, you're driving a Tesla. It's insane. And she went, oh my God, I hate driving it. Do you want to drive it? And I was okay. like, Meanwhile, I have no car insurance. I was like, yeah, I have an American Express card. Does that do anything for me? I don't even know. Probably. Something. (laughs) I have, I mean, maybe under my dad's, I don't even know, but I have no insurance. So I was like, sure. So it is a very annoying car to drive. It is a bad, I don't like driving it. What's the deal? Like, I don't really get, yeah. So it's electric. Did you know that? I'm joking. Yeah. That's literally the only thing I know about it. Same. So the SUV, what's cool about it, although, you know, I was trying to find anything wrong with it to be like, I'll never buy this car. Meanwhile, I can't afford it, nor do they even, they don't make enough (laughs) at the moment. But the windshield is like, it's like a true bubble. Like it goes over your head. So the sun is like shining on you and it's tinted, but it's still like a little bit annoying. I like having a dark roof. I like, you know, rubble. You know what I mean? (laughs) I want a roof over my head when I try. This is me. But so anyway, so I turned the car on and here's what's annoying. And I think it's a feature you can turn off, but they had it turned on. Anytime you lift your foot off the, off the gas, yeah. it, uh, the car breaks. What? When you lift your foot off of the gas and normally in a normal car with an engine, you lift your foot off the gas and it rolls. So if you're going fast on the highway, yeah. you lift it and you can just like coast a little bit and then give it more Ugh. gas. Here, when you lift it, it actually was making me nauseous because... I'm sure she was like, you get used to it. But I was like, do you? Because you lift it and you feel sick because you're like being kind of thrown yeah. to the front of the car because you're braking, but you're not expecting that sensation, you know? And I guess it's to save battery power, I'm assuming. I don't really get it. So you have to keep your foot like flexed in like a pirouette the entire time. You have to be full Squidward, hot Squidward yeah. ballet dancing <laughs> the entire time you're driving. You have to have your foot on the gas. So you would know like a Tesla driver by like the one huge calf. <laughs> so stupid. 
I'm like, wow, You're check like out uh, check out Bobby's right leg. Okay, Elon. Doing well. yeah, yeah, doing pretty, pretty good. It's like a huge thing. It's so stupid. Anyway, so yeah, I drove it. I, I drove it very, it was literally around the corner from where I'm staying, so it was not a big deal. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't like it. I was like, okay. And it's I like that feeling because I'm like, oh, now I don't have to pine after this like $100,000 car. Great. Right. Right, right, right. Uh, so no gas at all. It's not like a hybrid thing. Exactly. And when you turn it off, this is crazy. Like to put it into park, you press the button and then the car is off. And you open the door. You don't have to like press the tourniquet, press the button, anything. Crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I kind of like it. I just don't uh, like the price, but. Uh, trust me, you would. I was like annoyed by it. I was like, give me my Nissan. You know, I got a speeding ticket. Did we talk about it on the pod? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I paid yeah. it today, two hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll tell you this: I would much rather be going eighty-seven in my Nissan Sentra than going <laughs> even forty-five in a Tesla. I just didn't enjoy it. That's All it. Right. <laughs> um, and that's basically. It. Then we laid out, and uh, we. I didn't even get a tan. I don't know. The whole thing. I'm just annoyed. Like it was. I had three drinks, but again, I'm so used to the London measuring of the drinks that here, when they just dump a bottle of tequila in a cup and you don't know what's in there. (laughs) Right, right. I was like sick, actually. I came home. I did not drop her dad picked us up. That's how bad it was. I had three drinks. That's it. But we were in the sun. We weren't really drinking water. Um, They had like a lazy river. That was fun. But we ended up, I came home and I was in bed by like eight. That's what happens to me. If I drink when the sun is up, I'm like a sleepy little baby, sleepy time bear, little glasses, rocking chair, knitting. I went, I hopped into bed. I figured I'll take like an hour nap. Woke up at like 1230 and was just like, don't, don't <laughs> you fuck yourself. I, I did Wordle and Nerdle. Nerdle's my favorite. That's the math Wordle. What's, played every day. Oh, really? Oh, I, never, I haven't done that. No. Oh, is it fun? I, I love it. And I've never missed one. So I'm like proud of myself for that. <laughs> All right, cool. But, um... Did Wordle and Nerdle and then went back to bed and woke up at like 8.30. I slept over 12 hours, basically. That's honestly my perfect day at this point. Like, oh. I, uh, yeah, sleep, uh, drink during the day. I started yeah. reading Harper's Magazine yesterday for the first time. Like new like, ones? Ah, yeah, I love it. Really? That's what's my, the, what's my the new deal? deal? What's the, you oh. mean a Tesla? You with Harper's? Yeah, What exactly. has this show become? What, <laughs> I have what no is, idea. <laughs> I don't <laughs> either. Like, it's literally like, just like essays and short stories, like all kinds of fun things to read. And I was like, this is the best. I had like a glass of wine. I Ooh. went to bed like 10. <laughs> it's like, this is great. I'm never leaving the house again. Wow. But, uh, yeah, I'm loving it. All right. Um, well, that sounds like a treat. I, I spent the day yesterday. I woke up yesterday to a... a I was going to say slurry of DMs, but that's not the right word. A slew. Slurry is a gross word, though. I have to wake up to a slurry. I know. What were you up to last night? I don't, and I talk about it. I went to the bar at Houston's and woke up to a slurry of messages. Uh, Well, the reviews are out, listener. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You know what? I feel so connected. I feel so um, good that I perceived funny girl in the way that everybody else did mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like it makes me feel like none of the reviews are mean i don't think none don't are mean feel, some yeah, are i think a mean. little bit too nice yeah a little bit uh yeah but i i feel very validated in my experience that like uh yeah it's too bad i wish it was better i wish it was good but the one that i liked the most was from vulture helen yes. shaw the vulture yep. one was the new york post one was also kind of funny but you know, okay. post it was really mean. I mean, it was kind of funny. The Vulture one was also a bit mean, but I feel like because it's from Vulture, which is like liberal, they've never said a nice word about me, by the way. Um, write to your local representatives that Vulture just, <laughs> you know, even though their whole website is based on like best week ever, they just don't right. want to say anything nice. It's fine. So the line about can I just read a little bit of it here? I haven't I didn't plan on doing this, but it says some of Feldstein's assets do make the trip over from film, a funny girl. She's winningly fresh. She gives great bumble. Yeah. She has... No, she, she does. She does give good bumble. It took yeah. me a minute to understand what that meant, but it's like a... I, it's I like want. a comic, comic, like, yeah, she's a great comic actress, I think. Comic like, actress. Yeah. Totally. This next line, if anybody ever said this about me, I would throw my own body in the Fargo wood chipper, I think. I would just be like, <laughs> I'd be feet out, head first. She has beautiful eyes the size of hubcaps. <laughs> that's like the meanest, that is I mean, one of the meanest <laughs> things. I'm sorry. 
of all the big round things they're going to compare her eyes to, hubcaps. <laughs> Even the word hubcaps is like, it's almost fat shaming, I will say. I didn't love that, but I did laugh, but I was like, mm. Mm. Uh, which roll and twinkle and flirt. But she really goes after her and says that it wasn't good. The post, I mean, it just... And then Leah Michelle not- is having all of this. Go on. Oh, yeah, that's so funny. Well, I, I don't think it's her fault at all, except for the, you know, decision to take this role or whatever. But, How about but like, it's... The, that, though, it wasn't, in my opinion, a decision to take the role. They made the musical around her. Like, they were like, let's put her, let's do Funny Go with her. It wasn't like she went yeah. to, like, an open, ca- you know what I mean? Or even... Well, right, right, right. No yeah. one else was considered. It was her from the get-go, I think. Yeah, it's just, like, the, the bones are bad. And like I, What I liked is that, that, like, people were getting very defensive. And I, I don't like to pile... I mean, whatever, I paid money to yeah. go see it. I wish it was great. Uh, but people were piling on, and then, like, people were responding. Um, well, I don't know, at the show that I went to, there was a standing ovation. I don't know, because literally, the moment <laughs> the last note sounded, I ran from the <laughs> I was so bored. Uh, there probably yeah. was By a standing way, ovation. Um, mine, but, like... Somebody on Twitter also brought up the standing ovations. They always they, give a standing ovation. They always give a standing ovation. Always. always. People love it. They feel like they, even if the show sucked, yeah, they're like, I got to stand because you know what? It's out of respect to the performer. Like, no, they, no, 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 no. It's no. What do you it's think? It's because they have to gratif- leave. It's no, no. It's self gratification. I made it to Broadway, so therefore, the show that I just saw was a masterpiece. Like, you it's just like funny. it's lame. They're they're applauding themselves. I think it's they're sucks. applauding themselves. Wow, t- that's you know, a good I- show concept. Where yourself. you just have a stage with a huge mirror, <laughs> like the curtains open. Wait, there was, there was. There, well, it wasn't like that, but Slave Play was like that actually. Like you were facing a mirror. It was really wait, awesome. really. It was really cool. Yeah. Ooh, it was, it was great. So you I, can sort I of see people's see reactions and stuff. It's really it's fantastic. It's really good. Wow. Oh God, is it? I have to yeah, see okay. Slave Play. You know, I'm coming yeah. to New York next month for. One night only, <laughs> one night only. Come on, big baby, come on. I wish Dream Girls was on. Ooh, <laughs> I need J Hud in Dream Girls. Well, I saw, so I saw Deborah Messing, the Deborah Messing play, like uh, Birthday Candles last week. Oh, tell me and, everything. Well, okay. So, in which she uh, ages, her character ages from age 17 to age yeah. like 90 or 100 or something. Oh my god. And, and every time a bell rings a year progresses. But it's always her birthday and she's always making this cake that at the end she brings out. Wait, is she actually uh, making a cake on stage? Yeah, yeah. You could sort of smell it. I mean, I have my mask on, but you could sort of smell it. What kind <laughs> of cake is it? It was like a buttercream, like a Betty Crocker or whatever, Uh, which was another show where it was not like super manipulative, like, and actually mathematically weird. This is my distraction. So she grows from like age 17 to 90 during the course Mm -hmm. of this play. At the beginning, she is doing a quote unquote feminist. She is starring in a feminist high school version of King Lear called Queen Lear. I'm gonna. So I'm gonna yeah. die. That's the yeah. funniest thing so I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, okay. exactly. So she's. So what year do you think? What decade do you think that might be? Where you're Queen doing Lear. Yeah, Queen Lear, feminist high school. I'm already laughing. Well, I want to say like 1977. Okay. All right. Let's say that. But I feel like it's 1992, probably or 95. Okay. So between the 70s and the 90s, at the end of the play, the last scene. Uh, there are jokes about someone not being married, but being a domestic partner. And that's kind of a little joke. So when were domestic partner jokes? Oh, like what, 2008? When, okay. So she is, <laughs> she has aged 70 years. <laughs> I got between, you. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It so doesn't make any sense. She's Benjamin. Uh, no. Yeah. Benjamin buttoning, basically, but in normal time. Yeah, very exactly. fast. It's yeah. Jack disease. They should have called. Yeah, it's Jack. They should have called <laughs> should it Jack. Have it. I would see a musical about the movie Jack. No, I want to star in it. I mean, who else could be Jack other than me? Jack to, A. To get, let's do Doubtfire when you're here. One night. I one will night absolutely Doubtfire. not see Mrs. Doubtfire. I have to tell you something. No, no, no. I can't. I can't. The makeup alone would haunt me. Like, I am not okay. Because in Mrs. Doubtfire, well, I don't know how to put this. Because I was going to say, like, the makeup in White Chicks haunts me. Like, I guess because in Mrs. Doubtfire, 
the makeup was good in Mrs. Doubtfire. When he's a yeah. woman, he looks like an old woman. I know yeah. the Broadway version will not be good and it will scare me. It's like <laughs> the Six Flags guy. Like there's just something about bad latex makeup that really, really stays with me. I'm not into it. I'm not into that whole thing. It's just not for me, you know? Agreed. I wanted to ask you, by the way, any Romantic Depot updates? Because a lot of people have, um, it's almost become like a mecca for our fans, uh, Dan Ackerman, <laughs> where I got a lot of pictures DM to me, guess where I am, near Dan, outside of the Brooklyn Romantic Depot that's causing quite the ruckus, as we learned a few weeks ago. Anything new there? I don't think so. I was going to try, if we had, like a couple of weeks ago when you were in Brooklyn, I was going to try to swerve us over there. But, oh, we should have uh, gone. Really I could use some stuff, yeah. honestly. Shit. Yeah. I would have I mean, been a great customer. Latex, yeah, I, get on, really? I get on the um, plane with like a golf bag. Everyone's like, oh, do you play? I'm like, no. no <laughs> I, I don't. play, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just pull stuff. Like, what would be the cleverest satchel? Oh, guess what? They're making a movie of Wicked. Oh, I knew that. You know why I know that? Is because I'm a member of the International Wizard of Oz Club and they have these like, magazines right, we gotta and go. articles about We have to wrap early. I can't, I cannot <laughs> with the Wizard of Oz. I, listen, I don't want to rehash things we've gone into thousands of times. Yeah, I hate the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> the Oz to me, that you see, it ties into the Doubtfire makeup actually. Like, there is something about, I don't know, the exploitation of munchkins. Let's yeah, start right. there. Okay, the yeah, whole sure. okay. thing is horrible. I'm sorry. I, I'd rather watch Deborah Messing bake a cake for seven years <laughs> than sit through Wicked. Wicked, the only musical that I was ever in on Broadway. You know that's my right. Wicked story. That's yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. That's cool. Um, I know, I've never seen it, but... I mean, I'll, let me say this about Wicked. Have I ever told the story in the pod about Wicked? I don't know sure. if I have, like in, in deep detail. Um, the ensemble, the people who were in it were the loveliest, most hardworking. I actually, they blew my mind. Like seeing these guys and girls dancing and singing and then coming backstage and plopping on the couch and being like, what are you doing tomorrow? Like just so casual. Uh, yeah. They worked their asses off. I am, ne- I was so impressed, but I absolutely hate Wicked. I have nothing to do with them. It's just the show itself. Um, oh, Ariana Grande is cast as Glenda. I don't know why my, my friend sent me this. Well, I have to ask him, why are you, I'm going to, why are you sending me this? I'm recording the pod and I'm confused. Let's see what he says. Um, you know, when I was in the view, they put me in a musical, which they knew how much I love musicals. Now, could they yeah. put me in, I don't know, Phantom, which I know every word, maybe as right. like one of the masquerade people, uh, you know, yeah. something so or fun. in the auction, yeah. like I could have been the old lady, yeah. well, yeah, 800, right. you know, pence or whatever, the money, the monetary system, <laughs> francs, it had to be francs. <laughs> I'm really dumb as shit. Anyway, no, they picked the one musical based on The Wizard of Oz, which I hate. It's been a fear of mine since I was a little girl. I hate it so much. Okay. They're like, oh, we'll put her in Wicked. Oh, Lion King. It's an ABC show, right? I would have been happy to be in the Lion King. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Fucking Wicked. I think Wicked was the only musical that would accept me. Let's be honest. And they said to me, um, oh, listen, uh, because they had to like set some things up about it. They were like, look, we are... Oh, they're making two movies of Wicked. That's the update. Okay, I knew there was something. There's going to be the Ariana Grande Wicked. And then there's John Chu is doing... uh, There's two Wicked movies. It says here, (laughs) As we prepared this production over the last year, it became increasingly clear that it would be impossible to wrestle the story of Wicked into a single (laughs) film without doing some real damage to it. As we tried to cut songs or trim characters, those decisions began to feel like fatal compromises to the source material. I mean, now they're making two? This is hell. <laughs> this is hell. I thought it was like the year when they made like two Truman Capote movies. But it's yeah, like I remember that. It's like the same thing. Well, that's exactly the same. It's exactly the same thing. Why are people calling me right now? I got to X that out. Nope. Decline. You know, to quote Chris Rock, divine. Who's divine? When your card gets declined. Okay. It says here, so we decided to give ourselves a bigger canvas and we can tell the story of Wicked, or not just one Wicked movie, but two, Michelle. (laughs) It literally says Michelle. With more space, we can tell the story of Wicked as it was meant to be told while bringing even more depth. I mean, how much depth can we bring? (laughs) And surprise to the journeys of these beloved characters. Cynthia, who I love, Cynthia Revo is brilliant. Ariana and I, 
So hold on, are they going to be in both movies? Is it like a Kill Bill one and two, or is it like two separate, like a a <laughs> gritty like two acts? Yeah, yeah, right. Is it two acts? Or, it must be two acts. I fucking don't believe this shit. I, I literally. By the way, I I would love to be in it. I, I know that I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, can you reprise your role? <laughs> two movies. Yes. I just want John M. Shooter now. I would love nothing more than to reprise my role as townsperson. Now, my part, Dan. Yeah. Was um, they kept saying to me with the costume, they were like, we're going to put you in this thing called the mob coat. They said mob coat. And I'm like, OK, I'm picturing like Bugsy Malone, Dick Tracy, like right, yellow right, fedora, right. Steve from the Steve Harvey Sears collection, like a double breasted <laughs> blazer. I'm like, OK, like, could I be in a dress or something pretty? It's like my property <laughs> debut. Like, is it possible that they could, could like. Have the Glenda yeah. dress? <laughs> yeah. She has a could nice they dress. like. <laughs> Guys, um, that's that's one idea. Here's another one, like a beautiful dress. <laughs> I'm so angry. Anyway, but of course, like the viewer, like, no, how do we fuck her? Like they never, you know, even when they tried to do something nice, they like fucked me. So they were like, no, 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 it'll be fine. Anyway, I go there and the woman who does the, I'm sure she's like a Broadway legend and she actually was amazing. But the woman who did the costuming, she just looked like she had lived in the theater for like a hundred years. She was brilliant and kind of yeah. mean, but like, I liked her anyway. So she's like, oh, right. Like, you're the... It was Deborah Messing, by the way, at the end of the birthday candle. She was like, oh, right, you, uh, you're the lady from the show. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, the mob coat? Like, what's that about? And she brings out this jacket. I swear. I thought, I mean, literally, good on the view for punking me. Like, to be fair, if they were trying to fuck with me, like, bravo. I mean, brilliant. They bring this jacket out. Because I was also worried it wasn't going to fit me. Like, you know, I'm not a tiny person. Like, I wanted to make sure it wasn't like, you know, yeah. a, a Tahari, Arthur S. Levine Tahari size six. Like, I needed it. That's a really deep cut reference <laughs> okay. to some Jewish people out there who will laugh. Yeah. I mean, kids are in the audience. You don't want it to be too. I don't want it to be too buxom, certainly. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. <laughs> right. She brings out, I'm literally not, I definitely told the story before. Literally a burlap. California king size duvet. <laughs> it wasn't a jacket. It was a poncho, like a, a literal poncho via huge burlap. I guess it was a jacket that didn't even have arms. It had armholes that were two little circles at the end of this duvet where my little hand stuck out. Okay. Like, you know, those like sumo wrestling costumes. It was like that. If you put a fan in it, it would have been just the whole stage. <laughs> and she's like, and I'm like, oh, if Pavarotti would have swam in it. I think is what I'm trying to say. It was massive. And she goes, uh, yeah, this is the mob coat. And I'm like, oh, because they were trying to tell me, no, no, no. It's just because it's a mob scene with a lot of people. It's not what oh, you think yeah. it is. Right. It's not like an actual, like, uh, yeah. you know, right. untouchables <laughs> extra, you know. Right, right. <laughs> it, it had to be the ugliest. Then they did like an updo with my hair. And you know how much I hate steampunk? Like, I would say, yep. by the way, there is a connection between The Wizard of Oz and steampunk. I'm sorry. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Oh, my God. It What's all makes now? sense. Yeah. Yeah. It all makes sense. You know what? I'm proud of myself because, like, I know what I don't like. You know what I mean? Like, I know what I don't like. And they put, like, like stitched gears in my hair. I was like, I fucking hate gears. <laughs> but they were like, oh, watch Especially in my hair. Yes. <laughs> listen Richard Gear, not a fan they stitched these gears in there and I'm like okay I guess I have like watch gears in my head now I don't know and the guy I was like you know with like my husband who like probably you've matched with on Grindr is such a nice guy and like we were holding hands and I had to hold a little briefcase I had no lines because also if I had a line then they would have to pay me so I like no lines I just literally walked on stage and then it's almost like it was sweet at the time but thinking about it now it's almost condescending like I got flowers. They sent me like. <laughs> That's like wait, were, were you expecting them to re like write a character for no. Wicked? That <laughs> I don't love your tone, number one, listener. I'm not a fan of Dan's tone right now. I'm not delusional. No. Yeah, I was like, where was my part? <laughs> Well, I know and what you are doing do you later think? tonight. You're wicked. Like, just <laughs> let's all see what Michelle thinks, and then yeah, you have like, like a thing. Oh, I think it's amazing. Like, I have to sound like that with my stupid up. And like, oh, I think it's absolutely absurd. It's very John Lovitz, actually. Oh, I think it's up. It's an abomination. And that's my line. I think it's an abomination. I would have loved to have that line. 
And they wheeled my corpse off like Hannibal Lecter in the mask off the stage. I was like, good night and good luck. And then they like greeted me with flowers. I'm like, am I dying of cancer? Like what is happening here? Am I dying of a deadly disease? A terminal illness? Anyway. So that's it. Now they're making two movies and I'm waiting for the call to see if I'm justified. I guess we'll find out sooner or later. Start posting photos with gears in your hair. I should. And be like, you know what? Not the worst look. I'm going to start a new Instagram account called Not the Worst Look. And it's just me vying for parting my kid. I would be like one of the monkeys. I'd do anything, you know. I would love it. (laughs) Dan, if you could be in any, by the way, our guest uh, on the show today, it's just so funny. We're talking about, well, we always, it's so funny that today we're talking about musicals. We do every week. Um, We didn't even bring up Leah Michelle, which just quickly is an aside, let me add, that Leah Michelle, uh, she is having the greatest week of her life. Number one, <laughs> the Spring Awakening documentary is coming out, this, I guess, next week, something, or May 3rd, I think, oh, uh, yeah. on HBO. So that's going to be a big moment. I don't know anything about Spring Awakening. I've never seen it. Um, I've met Jonathan Groff. Uh, those fans of Las Culturistas know that I've met Leah Michelle at the West Hollywood Connection Elevator when I spilled Ponzi sauce in front of her. Um, it's one of the classic episodes of that show. But I will say this, that I love that song. Mama who bore me. I know that song and I love it. And I think even though Leah Michelle is notoriously one of the meanest, uh, was horrible to extras on Glee, everything about her. But someone said something funny, which was, isn't it funny that Jane Lynch is in Glee, but not yeah. Leah Michelle? Like, it yeah, is kind funny. of a funny, not in Glee, in um, Funny Girl, sorry, and not yeah. Leah. It is a bit, it is a bit funny, but I, I should say she's going to be back. Yeah. I should have cast Leah to play Beanie's mom instead of Jane Lynch if they wanted to do it. That would have been, or no, maybe even as Deborah <laughs> Messing's mom, because the age-wise, that would have worked out <laughs> in a world where age doesn't mean anything. <laughs> My whole thing, I was texting with a friend about Leah, is like, notoriously a bitch. I've never interviewed her. I'm kind of afraid to, because when that whole Leah Michelle is illiterate conspiracy came out, which, by the way, is still the funniest thing ever. I'm sure it's not true. It still makes me shoot tears of laughter. And all the (laughs) tweets about her wishing she could be able to read the reviews. I mean, I was like dying. I really enjoyed that very much. Um, But the truth is this. I was thinking about it. Like, why are people ready for her to come back? And you know what hit me, Dan? What? Because she ha- actually has talent. Like, yeah. <laughs> she actually has talent. And we're living in this day and age where, because of TikTok and the Demelia sisters and influencers and all this bullshit, they're like famous TikTokers, like the most okay. famous ones. And these hype houses and all this bullshit, nobody who has talent is famous anymore. We are literally devoid <laughs> of spark. Our Pop culture right now, because of reality television and what the internet has done, has taught young people that they all have talent, that, oh, every one of you out there, you if you have a phone, you've got talent. And that's just plainly untrue. Most people <laughs> don't have it. Most people can't sing well or aren't funny or this or that. Right. And we live in a society, I'm getting really pissed because I'm thinking about it. We're, we're living in a society that is rewarding untalented people because those who are making the decisions are dumb. And so I feel like, yes, you know, say what you will about Ryan Murphy. He could snip out a talent. He still can. Yeah. And even with Beanie, he could. Like, yeah, he still has it. And so honestly, I would be okay with Leigh Michelle having another moment because guess what? She can actually fucking sing. And good gracious me, nobody can sing anymore. No one can do shit anymore. So yes. Let's bring back rewarding, God-given, divine talent. Well, I'm I'm saying this. I I will be immediately replaced. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) this has been great. (laughs) You'll be replaced. Never. I'll be replaced. Please. I was. uh, This is a terrible day. I won't even say. I was going to say something about. I'll. I'll save it for my book. Um. All right. Well, that's our show. No, but Vanessa Bayer, who's our guest, I have to say, and I do open, uh, we don't have a ton of time with her, which is sad, but I do open the interview with like <laughs> 10 minutes of just like telling her how much I love her. Cause I said to her and I'll say here first that there's like five people who I can look at and I laugh. There are like five people who <laughs> oh, yeah. have the gift, you know, nobody, we're lied to. I'll, you know, I'm going to say this. This actually ties into what we're talking about because Vanessa has divine talent. Vanessa Bayer is divinely funny. Like, yeah. 
And actually, one of the things I tell her is like, and maybe I'm spoiling the interview with this, but it's that because she's so talented, I think people take her for granted. It's like, well, they just know she's going to be funny. And so with other people where it's almost like, it's almost like I joked before that, like make a wish energy of like, you can do it. Yes, let's prop this person up because like, look at Beanie, like, yes, no, she's incredible. She's amazing. She's incredible. She's talented, but she's not a good singer. Like, she's just not a great singer. Can't do what she's doing. And that's how we find ourselves in situations like this where people who actually don't have what it takes in this case to lead a Broadway musical. I couldn't do that either, by the way. I'm not saying I could. But like, stop lying to people, including performers that they can do something they can't <laughs> uh i that's agree it. that's yeah, my rant okay yeah yeah uh, uh, sure you you know am i wrong it's yeah like, i know no, i don't know no, I, just, I, think, I get mad i get mad no because i think they want somebody uh well especially if it's a social media person they want somebody that they can cheaply get and then the social media well the person will take care of their own social media there's no that's right and there's you know so well, anyway, I think this is a perfect segue into uh, my interview with Vanessa Bayer, who is, I mean, just hands down, I think probably one of the funniest people ever. I really, she really just gets me every time. And even seeing her face just really made my whole day. So uh, watch her show. Dan, I love you so much. Love you. Love um, you. Do you want to get dinner with me when I'm in New York? Yeah. Let's one go. night only. One night only. I'm going to show up. Uh oh! Remember when Jay had? I love Jay had. You want a moment? Just so deep. All right, <laughs> we are gonna go to Vanessa. Edit all this out. Edit all this out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, here she is. I'm just going to start because I said when I saw her beautiful face, I said, you know, this is the first time I'm actually excited to do this show. Years have gone by. We've had all kinds of people on and I'm always like, okay, whatever. Just, I'm not even saying this to like warm up to you or have you like me more or whatever it is. There are so few people on the planet who make me laugh, like who really just, even looking at you, like who just fill me with happiness and joy. And you are, have always been one of those people. Um, I'll just say who it is. Vanessa Bayer. Vanessa, hi. It's so nice to to get to do your podcast. I think we've only met once before, maybe. We met at a charity function. Yeah. I will never forget it. I was in a Gilda's hideous town. Yes. I, did not, I, I was so excited to meet you um, because, you know, I'd obviously seen you host the 90 Day Fiance yeah. reunion and All and in other episodes. things as well but mm-hmm. but it was really interesting to hear you talk about um that experience and um just get to get to meet you so i was i was thrilled about it i was i was actually like i'm gonna just say starstruck there i was like oh i can't be funny with vanessa bayer she's too funny let me promote your show because not only are you on it and there's so much to talk about it's called i love that for you it is premiering april 29th on showtime on demand it's going to make its on-air debut uh sunday may 1st at 8 30 um my other best friend matt rogers is in it and matt rogers oh. is one of the all-time best ever he is truly what, yeah, I would agree with that. He's one yeah. of the all-time best ever. He's so funny. He's so sweet. He's incredible. It's, to me, it's like shocking that he, for, like that we could even get him on our show. Like he's like the, the <laughs> fact that he, like some people will maybe be like seeing him for the first time. I'm like, well, lucky us, you know? Yeah. He's sad for them. Such a star. He's been, yeah. He's been filling our lives with joy for yes. at least what, four or five months. No, I've been for years. <laughs> <laughs> at least a handful of months. And um, I've been changed since knowing him. Handful of months. Well, handful of months. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get the basics out of the way. Where are you? How is the press tour going? I know it's probably very exhausting. Give me your, your thing right now. Yes, I'm in New York. We just, yeah. I've been doing a lot of press. It's been actually really so fun. And um, getting to go back to Rockefeller Center quite a bit, which is really great. Um there was, uh, there's gonna, uh, there were a bunch of billboards that were supposed to come <laughs> yesterday. We, um, today made a stop to see one of them. And it was like one of those billboards that is like, um, like it's like a, the screen changes a bunch of times. So we yeah. like, st- <laughs> we like stood there for a long time, uh, waiting for it to change to the show. And meanwhile, there were some paparazzi that had seen me, I was leaving another show and 
uh, and uh, taking pictures of me just looking at them. <laughs> we didn't, you know, quote unquote, see it. Uh, no. See the show. Uh, we, uh, so, oh, but no. look, just the idea that, um, that, that I got to see where it's supposed to be. Like one day you but will no, be up there. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure <laughs> that maybe we just didn't stand there for long enough, but definitely did get photographed looking up. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so with your beautiful eyes, like so expectantly just waiting up there, just also, waiting. I was yeah. I was doing? It was actually I was had just been doing CBS this morning, and I. I was, there were so many like big stars on, like Terry Crews was on and, and Elizabeth Moss and stuff. And I was like, the paparazzi weren't even like really there for me. And so it was just funny that they were like, okay, we'll take some pictures of you. And then just seeing me like looking for my billboard, just like, <laughs> probably like, okay, that's the last time. We're not interested. <laughs> um, I have been in a similar situation without getting into detail where you're, where you're waiting for that electronic board. Yes. To, and then you're waiting the anticipation to celebrate the moment of like, there it is. And then it just never comes. And it, <laughs> yeah. you feel about as dumb as a human piece of shit. You're like, okay, I'm actually the dumbest bitch. But to be <laughs> photographed during that time is a new twist because Incredible. you kind of have to yes. fake being still excited, even though you're yes, obviously exactly, furious. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like in my mind, it would be like this cute moment where I would like walk over there. I would see it. I'd like turn, get a photo and then like, get a, but it was just like me standing there looking up and just... <laughs> But, you know, it's a different kind of photograph, you know, for, a yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm sure it is up there. It's just, um, you know, maybe a different uh, time. It's in a different, it's in a different <laughs> corner. The problem is you were looking in the wrong corner. Right, where was, exactly. Can I ask, where is the billboard going to be? I believe it's going to be on 40 fourth and okay this is the problem broadway this is the problem because you don't even you stood there right, i don't even know you I don't know where the wrong one could have been at the wrong one but it like was one that was showing it was showing oh. showtime stuff oh so you'll be on it yeah okay give it a couple you know would you say this is like for you the biggest moment in that you're leading i mean by the way can i also add you know, I find this industry is extremely backwards. I'm just going to say it. And actually, and I think, and I wonder if you feel the same way, because to me, you're like the most talented person. And I'm just like, kind of like with the Matt Rogers thing too, where I'm like, yeah, Vanessa Bayer should already be leading for the past 10 years. And it's like, even though you've proven yourself time and time again, this is the moment. Do you feel like it took a long time to happen? And maybe there's something wrong with Hollywood? Or was this the way it was meant to happen? I really think this was the way it was meant to happen. And mm -hmm. I, the thing is, like, I've just gotten to do so much stuff that I've loved. And and by the way, we've been working on the show for like five years. So you could yeah. say that, <laughs> that I've been doing it for five years. It's just this is the first time anyone's seeing it because, you know, COVID and all this stuff. But yeah. like, um, <laughs> but it, um, but I've been, I in, in a lot of ways, I feel like I've been so lucky because I've gotten, again, to do all this stuff I love and to get to do this show, which is like, so personal to me like the fact that people would make it is like mm -hmm. oh that's so great <laughs> uh, no I get it 100%. yeah but, I do, but also, yeah, that's right so on no but there's also something to be said I think about your career which is like steadily working and never having that you know what I mean like it's you're just steadily funny there's no that's so nice. expectation for you not to be funny but also it's like yeah the bitch works you're just always working so that's I feel the better way to go about things than having like that moment. And then all of a sudden the moment's over and like, where are you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like I've been like, just, it, I, I've just gotten to do so much work that I've enjoyed, but it is funny because like, you know, some of the comp I've been posting a lot more on social media because I'm promoting the show and I've been doing more press and stuff like that. And a lot of people keep commenting and saying how I was like the most underrated SNL cast member. And it's like, right. I never really, I mean, obviously. It's almost you know, rude. It's almost <laughs> rude. I know. Even as I'm saying it, I'm like, I hope it's not being taken no, the wrong way. I'm it's more, taking, I, I want to like lift you into the sun. No, I want to literally no, shoot your body into the sun that's how in I the feel. best that's way. That's how I'm receiving it. That's yes. totally how I'm receiving it. But it, <laughs> okay, it's funny because when you're there, you always feel like you're like under, you're under, mm. you know, because you always want to be in everything and there's just no way that you can be. But it's like, I never really felt, uh, 
I never really thought of myself as being like underrated. I mean, it's obviously it's better to be underrated than overrated. But right. I, I, I feel like people were like pretty nice about me. Like, just funny to feel like uh, she's, you know, again, appreciate it. And I know that it's always said with love, but it's like, I didn't, I never thought of myself as like the, the underrated. Uh, but look, I'll take it. I think thinking about it because uh, you and Cecily Strong to me are like two of the funniest people to ever be on SNL. Uh And I almost feel like people just take your comedy for granted. You know, it's like, oh, Oh, yeah, she's funny. No, but it's just true. Like, there's no, there was never stress. Sometimes, you know, with some of the SNL people, and I won't obviously name names, but you you just watch and you're like, like, you have that feeling inside, like, "Mm, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I don't know why this is going to go. And you're someone who that just never happened with. And I feel like as a result, people were just like, oh, yeah, she's the best. Like, there was no um, nerves around you, if that makes any sense. So that totally does. And that is such a huge compliment, because that is that is when I when I used to watch it. And when I watch it, that is to me, that is such a big compliment is like just feeling comfortable watching the person because it's I because yeah, because it's it's yeah, it's hard when you feel stressed for, for them. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> it. It actually pains me. Like uh, people, you know, I think they should get like cue card lessons. They're just like certain people that I'm like, they need to go to school for like a year. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Just right. to like. Well, and you know, some yeah. of it is because I was there for seven years. Like I got better at, like some of it is just time. Like some of it is just sure. time. But yeah. Um, looking at you, Vanessa Bear. I think to myself, you always play kids so funny, like <laughs> your childlike, even just seeing you laugh right now, like I could cry. Um, obviously, uh, Jacob, the bar mitzvah boy, I quote you and my friends, we saw funny girl recently. And if you don't think we bring up forest, forest, like when you did the, the kid acting, what was it? What was that sketch where you played like a child actor camp? What was it? Yes, it was. Um, I used to. It was just like a general child actor that. Yes. Um, that I used to do in this show at the Annoyance. We used to do it with. Um, we would. I had like. I started doing this child actor sort of like in stand up or so. I used to do it when I was little because I was in this after school um, mm-hmm. theater program, and so that's I what we're getting thought, to. Yeah, I knew it. That's yeah. that. There is a question. This isn't just like a Chris Farley me saying. Do you remember when you were on SNL? There's. <laughs> no, I have no, to no. know where yes. that child was born because I know it was you at some point. So there was this thing called Stagecrafters, which was the after school theater program at my school that was, you know, not to brag, Michelle, but it was pretty popular. Like surrounding schools would come do, especially our community productions, which were Hmm. open to anyone, I think from kindergarten to seventh grade. So (laughs) getting a wild ride. Uh, Maybe it was like second grade to to seventh grade. Either way. I'm just um, picturing like little Sky Mastersons, (laughs) like a five-year-old in like a suit suit with dice like coming in that's my dream production is a child production of guys and dolls so yeah go on yeah yeah yeah. yeah. but so so we um so everyone talked like that like everybody who was in all of all of the all of the girls like did that kind of performance especially the ones who got like the bigger parts because that was like Mm -hmm. that you know that's how you like are good in those plays. Like you, you talk like that. And then the other thing that I always thought was really funny, but never did on the show was, I think the other thing that child actors do a lot is when they sing, they have a British accent. Like I remember <laughs> when we were, we did um, Peter Pan once. And I remember yeah. we, we were like, like, I wish I hadn't done that just now, but it just like, no, I'm so glad you did. there's yeah. like a British thing that yeah. happens too, because I think kids associate, I don't know why. I think the it's theater like with England. the theater with England, Shakespeare. <laughs> well, I always think of like little Gavroche and Les Mis, who's like, let okay, oh, no, like he was just born. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's like Cockney, like from the coal mines, they like cranked him up in a bucket and they said, here's a mic and go sing. I mean, there's a very... It it does make the kid cuter, I think, when they become British, doesn't it? Like automatically, I think, I they're think, more oh, lovable. British kids. Oh, British it. kids are so cute. No, my dream is to get impregnated in England, and it's why I go there so often. People are like, "Oh, are you there for work?" I'm like, "Kind of, a work of <laughs> sorts, <laughs> a biological job, yes." Because those kids, when and I mean, they grow up to be literal swamp people, but when they're little, <laughs> when they're babies. And they wear those uniforms with their little hats and they look like little duckies. They're so fucking 
cute. And the accent is 90% of it. And I think theater kids are very manipulative. I obviously was quite dramatic growing up myself. Never did, um, sadly, community productions outside of her company, like when they came over. But there was something you felt like a little adult when you put on a little British accent. Yes. Yeah, yeah. totally. Totally. It feels very sophisticated. Exactly. Mm. I love ki- acting kids. Did anyone else that you went to this program with make it? Or were you like the big star who came out of that? Um, I think like, uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, I-, I feel like everyone's doing very well. I don't know that anyone else uh, is like currently, I'm trying to think. Uh, I actually think there were, there was someone, I think some people who were there after me are doing Broadway stuff. You're I think like they're... Millie Bobby Brown. You just heard <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people. Um, I mean, honestly, Billie Eilish. It's, it's mm. truly possible that Molly Shannon, I don't think Ooh. she ever did it, but we're from the same part of Cleveland. And there were people from her area who did our after school theater program. Again, right. I think I would know, but it's possible. I, oh, well, we love Molly Shannon also. The two of you are having a, a like things happening right now, which is amazing. Oh. Um, but the show, I love that for you, which uh, we had Matt on the serious show talking about it a little bit and he was giving the plot, but I want you to tell people what it's about because obviously it is personal to you and it connects to your childhood in such a strong way. So tell, tell me and the listeners, Vanessa Bayer, what it is. Well, so it takes, so basically it, it's the story of this, um, this woman who was a young adult uh, who was a ch- who's a survivor of childhood cancer, uh, which is which is I I truly did have leukemia mm-hmm. when I was a teenager. I'm totally fine now, but and it sort of follows her story of like feeling sort of like alienated and sort of like trying to like you know play catch up with life as an adult, but also wanting to do her dream, always dreaming of working as a host on a home shopping network. And like when she was a kid, she watched it a lot and she always dreamt of being a host. And so this kind of follows her as an adult. And she finally decides to audition, uh, to become a home shopping host and she gets it. And then it sort of all goes from there of like her sort of figuring out her life and how to be an adult as she tries to navigate this Mm. very kind of intense and fun workplace. Was this really Did something you wanted? Did I do a good job, Michelle? Yes, yes. <laughs> I like get mad at you. What if it's our first fight? You're like, this You're bitch like, is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Vanessa was really good. It was great, <laughs> honestly. But is that something you wanted to do? Because I, when Matt was telling me about it and I was reading about it, my dream also as a consumer, I was a little baby consumer. And also I loved watching QVC Home Shopping Network because it was the combination of my two favorite things, shopping and kind of like, acting and lying about something like with the most hideous item in the world and somehow being able to sell it to people and tricking them into thinking this is you really need this you know snakeskin tote or whatever it is was that a real thing that you wanted to do because that would just be another thing we share just saying well totally and i always yeah. thought not to i'm not trying to shame you at all michelle but Please, I, always, I love it <laughs> i always truly like loved the products like i always was oh. like Oh, this would be a great, um, uh, you know, um, waterfall cardigan. They always yes. sell those, it's, <laughs> right? It's, I'm always like, what are women trying to hide? It's always a cardigan with like a full ruffle going down. Just make it normal. Like what right. the ruffle is doing. Right. I don't really get, but anyway, continue. I'm sorry. Well, the thing that I used to love the most when I was little was the jewelry because it a lot, it was like a lot yeah. of herringbone necklaces and bracelets yes. and they would have them on those like velvet like, like stands. And then they would like measure, they would take out a, like a wooden ruler and mm. they would measure them and they would be like, you know, this is a solid, you know, uh, three centimeters. This is three centimeters wide. That's gonna, you know, that's gonna make an impact at a party. Like you're gonna really, that's really gonna make you sparkle and shine at a party. And I'd be like, yes. yeah, that is like, that's really a good point. Like I always was truly like, so drawn in by it. And I loved, I still, even like when we we're writing this show, I was always like, the things that I associate the most with home shopping are like jewelry, clothes, and like makeup. Cause that's the stuff that they sold the most when I was, sure. even though they sell everything, but I just like love that stuff. It's so fun. And it's still, when I turn it on, they'll be selling something and I'll be like, I don't need this. And then like two minutes in, I'm like, I guess I have to get five of these. Have you bought stuff from the channel? You like have taken your card out and made purchases? Uh, I, when I was a kid, I got one or two things because, you know, I didn't have my own money. And then uh, the most wow. recent, I mean, I, I, um, 
I haven't bought a ton of stuff, even though I watch it a lot. But mm. when we, when the show got picked up or when, when Showtime bought it, my co-creator, Jeremy Byler and I bought these blankets for our three exec. We have these three executives at Showtime who give us all the notes and they're, they're really great. And they've been like really sort of, you know, they made the show happen anyway. So they, when we heard that they were buying the show, we got them each blankets from Casa Zeta Jones, which is Catherine Zeta Jones. Oh my God home collection. Yes. And we have heard independently from all of them that this blanket is so high quality, wow. so comfortable, pretty sure it's machine washable. It's really? like, it's like they, yeah, because I think her home, her home line is, it's, you know, top notch, but anyways. Yeah. I would say, um, by the way, she has makeup too. She has, she, does? I, she, Catherine Zeta-Jones has a whole makeup line. She has eyeliner, brow pencil, She's listen. She's not wasting any time. What is that called? Act. Do you know? Because is it because Casa Zeta Jones? Is it cosmetics it Zeta Jones? You know, you're very funny. It's cosmetics. <laughs> yeah, it's very long. Let me look it up. I actually don't know what it's called. I remember she did a video, which it was my only lip sync video that I've ever made. Really? She was so. I swear to you, because first of all, she's so like watchable even though she's so obviously nuts in the best way and it just the way that she pauses and breathes and everything about her i, well, I love chicago that was, oh, that was yeah. so crazy is because you know and that's the other thing that's really fun about mm. home shopping is a lot of times celebrities come on to sell their lines you know they yes. have their own product lines and um i remember watching a broadcast where she was on qvc and it was like so like it was interesting Exciting. to see the host. Ha- yeah, the host was so excited about her, and oh then people were calling in not just to talk about the products as they normally do, but because they were getting to talk to Catherine Zeta Jones. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always, so by like, the way, it's called. Oh, go on. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, please. <laughs> I was just gonna say that they'd be like, you know, I love this blanket, Catherine Zeta Jones. <laughs> like, I, I didn't have much to say. Go ahead. Go ahead. What's no, it called? I'm glad we stopped. It's called. Um, <laughs> It's so it's a combination of Casa Zeta Jones and a beauty line called Wonder Two. They did like a a merge, a sort of wow. uh, what do you call it? A little collab. Yes. Okay. So Wonder Two. Um Co-pro. I I didn't know. I'm looking up, it has four stars on Amazon. This is a buildable mascara from Casa <gasps> Zeta Jones. And that's not great, to be honest. No, Wonder Brow, that's the name of the um collection she did. So there you go. But she's really, I have a lot of um, respect for celebrities who build empires. And I look, now I see like Drew Barrymore is doing it. Like she has a magazine out. I'm going, okay, I love her, but I'm, I'm all right, great makeup. Her makeup is actually great. Joan Rivers did it. Joan was the queen yes. of QVC and that's how she made her money. And honestly, I'm like, how if, and I always say this, you know, this whole podcast is a way for me to find like a business manager. You know, I don't really, <laughs> and like, yes, people should watch your show, but I'm waiting for someone to see the spark and the potential in clientele, Vanessa, because I, you know, I love makeup, even though I barely have any on right now. I love um, big shoes and long dresses and like fun things for big ladies, like all of this shit. And Joan built an empire with this jewelry, which was actually not all of it was my style, but some of it was really nice. Yes. Yes. And I really think, and this goes for you too, that when people, when women are funny, people feel connected when they're actually funny. I'm looking at you. Okay. People feel a connection with them as like, that's my friend. And my friend is making something and I have to go buy that thing. And I'm like, where is, we should be minting money. Forget the show. Yeah. Well, I think that you're hitting on something though about home shopping, which is that people really feel like they're friends with the hosts. Yes. And that's why they want to buy from them too, is because they feel like this is someone who's in my home, who's like my friend and I want to, and I want to, and I trust them and I want to buy stuff from them. Just like the same way that people will trust our line and want to buy it from us. When we collaborate on a line, I'm looking above me because I'm waiting for our billboard at 44th and Broadway, Vanessa. Yes, exactly. When it shows up, okay, we're photographed. <laughs> just wait, it never shows up. It's like waiting for Godot. We're just there basically until we're, we're skeletons. That's it. People love it. People come to see us. We're like, please, it's almost, I feel like we could make a lot of money. And I'm not someone who's money driven, clearly. If you saw the Airbnb I was staying in, you know, do you know what I had to remove from behind me? Because it was too embarrassing during the um, interviews. This picture of Florida that was behind I'm, me, I had to. 
It's not bad. It's not bad, but it was like weird to have it right behind my it head. It feels so, it, 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 you know, I would have not known like where you were, like that, that this wasn't your play. Like that, it feels like such a specific choice for you to want everyone to see. I'm, that well, that's what I mean. Yeah, I yeah. had to lift it to let you know I don't make a lot of money. Is my point? Like I, I am <laughs> not a money. If I was money driven, I don't know how much more unbearable I could become. But it would take me there. Like whatever, like extra thing over the threshold of like having absolutely nobody in my life. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm 40. You know what I mean? Uh, We've, yes. You you've worked your ass off. I sort of have. I'm just like we really need to bank on this shit. Yes. Yeah, I think I so. Know. I think so too. I have they asked you to come on Home Shopping Network or have your people? They should like have you on to promote the show for a little bit. They've been really supportive of us, and um, yeah, and so we'll see what happens with that. But but either way, it's like they've just been so kind about it because they can tell that we really love it. Like you know what I mean? Like we just yeah, really, yeah. It's such a fun world. So yeah, they've been so supportive. Because you're from Cleveland, are you also like a Costco person? Because I love like all big box. Yes. I feel like there's a connection yes. between like a home shopping network and a Costco. Well, that's my too. character. It starts it by working at Costco. That's where oh. she kind of is as an adult. She she um sort of learn like it's honing that you know that's that's very those people giving out the samples. That's you know Same on thing. a different level. Yeah, except they're like eighty five. Same thing. I was at Costco except yesterday. And I actually felt bad. There was a guy, I was walking around and it was nice because it was a Monday in Fort Lauderdale. It was like nobody there. And there was just this old guy. He had to be 85 years old sitting in front of planks of hardwood, like waiting. (laughs) And I said hi to him. I felt so bad. He was just so old sitting there waiting for somebody to come up to ask about the hardwoods. And I, I said, oh, hi. And he didn't say hi to me. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm not liquidating my lumber through like be nice at <laughs> yeah, least you're, nice. you're sitting here be nice exactly but then there was another woman who also looked like the mother at the end of psycho giving a taquito samples i mean she was so old but it's nice that they bring these people in to yes. you know it's like disney yeah. disney does that where they hire like retirees to come in and like wave at children i think that's nice i do too right yes anyway you love reality tv we met because of 90 day yeah, because of that after show that I think I was on uh, slightly longer than I was on the View. I think it was four episodes that I did of that show. Um, not, I really don't want to brag because you have to go. But uh, do you still watch that show? Or are you still in like the reality world? I have fallen so behind. You know, partially mm. what's really crazy is that partially because of this show that I'm working on, I haven't been able to watch as much TV. So it's like that. It's really getting in the way of my TV viewing. I mean, I'm I'm so happy to be doing this show, but I also. Um, I know I have a responsibility to keep up with yeah. my reality shows. And so I haven't even uh, when I was in the hotel last night, I watched a little bit of 90 day, the single life. And um, I found, I didn't find it, uh, you know, uh, all love, but I didn't find Hit it me. quite as compelling as, as yeah. some as, yeah, because it's a lot of people that are, are like people's moms or, or siblings that of, of, you know, the real stars are the people who are like on on 90 Day Fiance. Like that's who we want to follow. They're, they're, they're kind of family I'm less invested in is what I'll say. No, no question. I stopped watching it. Once they started giving Nicole like nine spinoffs, once everybody started getting spinoffs oh into the next century and I'm just like, I can't do it. I stopped watching altogether. Can I also say the family yeah. Chantal? Oh yeah. I feel like that was... um that name of a show, I think that's how Chantal's husband uh, said, said like your family. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It felt the whole thing felt a little bit like uh, not great. Like I felt it just, like it got too much. It's like, you know, Bachelor so, does that too. They yeah. go too far. Like well, give like they us were really exploiting yes. them in a way that yes. was like not, it was like just, I don't know. I and who enough. knows what was happening behind the scenes. It just felt like they were really kind of pumping them up in a way that I don't know. Who knows? Should we but, have an after show called Enough is Enough where we just go through yeah. all the shows we think they should stop making? Honestly, because it's too much. Even if you weren't working on the show, I do literally nothing. I was at Costco yesterday when the sun was up. All right. And there I'm literally sitting here hours of Bachelor, hours of 90 Day. And it's like I think when the fandom became too intense, that's when I had to pull back. They're looking at you and 
I know you got to go. Yes. Vanessa Bayer, they're looking at Thank you. Thank you. I don't want your publicist to hate me. That would be the worst thing to happen to me, um, including COVID. Okay. So here's what I'll say to you. I absolutely adore you. Thank you again for doing the show, genuinely. And please, when you have more time, come back and just talk TV with me because there are actually good shows on TV right now. Married at First Sight Australia, you have to watch full stop. Right. I'll leave it at that. Right. Um, but the show is uh, I Love That For You. It is premiering, streaming on Showtime April 29th and then on Showtime, the channel May 1st at 8.30. Follow her at Vanessa Bayer. Um, Vanessa, I just adore you and thanks for making me laugh. And being Thank nasty. you. Thank you so much, Michelle. So oh my gosh. See you again. Hope to see so you great again. to see you. Come back. Okay. Right. Guys, Thank we'll you. see you okay. next week. Bye. Bye. Midnight Snack is an Earwolf production, executive produced by me, Michelle Collins. Our producer is Anita Flores, and our sound engineer is Sam Kiefer. Special thanks to my friend Dan Acton. You can listen to our ad-free episodes on Stitcher Premium. For a free one-month trial, use the code SNACK. Please rate and review Midnight Snack and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can follow us on Twitter at MNightSnackPod. That's M-N-I-G-H-T-S-N-A-C-K-P-O-D. I love spelling. Midnight Snackers, we would love to hear from you. Send us your feedback, questions, or topics we should chat about. You can leave us a voicemail on our party line at 331-901-0005 or drop us a line at midnightsnack at earwolf.com. For more of me, tune into the Michelle Collins Show live weekday mornings from 7 a.m. Eastern Time on Radio Andy, Sirius XM 102, and on the Sirius XM app. You can also follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Mishkoll, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear this show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things. Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.